Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switch. There's a little bit of a delay there. Uh Uh-huh. How's that for a delay? Yeah. That was a delay um, not because of technology, but just a a human delay. Right? No, my mumble disconnected. Oh, 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 that's what it was. So it was a technology delay. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, so this is, um, the video game music podcast featuring only third and fourth generation music, usually. Usually, that's... Usually. Asterisk. Uh, and, uh, we'll be getting to that, uh, in a little bit. But this is episode 196, and before we get to today's topic, um got a bit of some top of the show business to attend to and also mention that we have a couple guests sitting in with us today um we have uh nikki and max hi hi or max and nikki or max and nikki or max and nikki so uh everybody here is we've got gabe we have max and nikki and of course rob so, Hi. so top of the show business, let's just get through some of this quickly because we have a lot of tracks to get through as well. Um, I made a goof on the last episode. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. So user Nick, <laughs> user Nick pointed this out actually, that last month I played a track it was the the ease track called Tower of the Shadow of Death. And he pointed out that Rob had actually played that track back on episode 7. So yeah. my track was not legal. Oof. However, there's a, there's a however to this. Okay. And this is a big however. Rob's original track back on episode 7 was not legal because he pay, played the TurboGrafx CD version of it. So I don't know if you remember that back. It was the experimental music episode, and you played a track from Ease, but it was the TurboGrafx CD version of it, and which was not legal, you know? So I don't know what to say about this, but what I will say is that my track would have been legal if Rob hadn't, you know, kind of messed with it, messed with it in the beginning, to, hadn't played an illegal track to begin with. Why, why, does it, why does that have to do anything to do with it? I mean, it doesn't, but I, you know, basically I did goof. I did make a goof there, but I did play the legal version of it, though. Well, it's time for the big reveal after 190 episodes. The whole purpose was to fool you. (laughs) That's right. I got away with an illegal track. (laughs) And then you didn't even realize, but I had planted it in your head to play. 190 episodes later. Well, or 91 I, episodes. Back then, during uh, when uh, episode 7 happened, I did know that you played the TurboGrafx CD version, and that, I mean, when putting the track list together and knew that it was a mistake back then, but yeah, I mean, I, definitely the track was probably inside of me somewhere, and uh, anyway, yeah. 
But it's kind of crazy that I played the same track 190 episodes later. Or whatever. Whenever. For your egregious offense, 20 games of Time Lord. <laughs> Alright, I'll get to work on that tonight. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, the Green Lantern debate from last month. Just wanted to address that. Dean Evans, the composer of the track, he got back to me, and um, he confirmed that it wasn't that that the, what we heard on the show wasn't exactly what you would have heard in the game, and that's because, well, one, he recorded the music from the Super Nintendo development kit. And two, he cleaned it up a little bit as well in post. And Gabe Gabe can back me up on this. I agree with that. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. There was post-processing done, and that's, that ain't right. I mean, it, it ain't... It, not that it's not good, it's just... No, yeah, it's yeah. not... It, it wasn't exactly quite legal For to a degree. LMH you know? But, I mean, you know... It, or exactly, it wasn't exactly what you would have heard in the game, you know? What do you have to say well. about that? Yes and no. I say yes and no. <laughs> yes, it may not have sounded like that, but then again, you don't know because people, the composers were finding out new ways to work with the hardware. So by the time it was released, it might have he might have found a way to make it sound like that. And you don't think that the SNES could sound like that, which speaks volumes, volumes, Brent. As to your the faith you have in the Super Nintendo, I don't. Is, I, I never claim. How, how is it that I believe the Super Nintendo can sound that good? Because you're you're, you're wrong. That's why <laughs> the Super Nintendo doesn't sound that good. Um, no, no. I'm gonna. I'm going to isolate that quote, <laughs> and I'm going to make it my new ringtone. Uh-huh. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I just wanted to give a mention to um, Batman, who's been calling in a lot. I don't know if you've, I, I don't know, Rob, have you been keeping up on the the phone calls we've been getting? I haven't been able to hit up the um, the uh, phone center. Well, we've been getting quite a few calls from Batman, and I uh, just wanted to give a mention to Batman, and um, you know, and a, I guess, and a thank you for for calling in and offering your insight into things, Batman. Okay, okay, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit those voicemails tonight. Let's see what's up. It's been a while. <laughs> um, I've been playing some games lately. I just wanted to wanted to kind of just mention some of those real quick before we get started. Um, I played through Sky Blazer for the Super Nintendo. Um, pretty cool game. Pretty easy. Um, yeah, nice looking game. Um. With some cool stuff in it, but um, yeah, just pretty standardly pretty cool, you know. Um, I beat. Uh, I, this is a game that I, I had, you know, played in the past a while ago. I never completed it, but I finally did. Keith Courage in Alpha Zones for the TurboGrafx-16. Ooh. Yeah. Why do you say ooh? I, I just don't love that game. Yeah, and well, it's not. It's a pretty repetitive game. Yeah. And um, you have to grind a lot, and it's not an RPG either, you know. <laughs> Um, and you do have to grind a lot. I mean, it's just a straight up, you know, side-scrolling, you know, uh, you know, action game, and you have to grind. Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess if you, yeah, you pretty much have to grind. 
and anyway, um, the end is pretty hard of the game. That took me a while, but um, anyway, yeah, finally just got that out of my system, I guess. Um, you know, uh, also, anyway, yeah. One game I want to mention that I played recently, I, I found a, a real hidden gem, kind of. I, I don't know if it's a hidden gem, but uh, I found this amazing game. I played through an amazing game recently. I wouldn't say I found it, but uh, it's the Gunbury Goman 4 for the Super Famicom. Um, it's the, um, the, the actual title is, uh, um, it's Kira Kira Dochu Boku Ga Dancer Ninata Wake, which is the, the glittering journey, the reason I became a dancer. And, uh, this game is so, uh, you know, this is part of the Legend of the Mystical Ninja series, and it's so, it, I mean, first of all, this game is just amazing. I mean, this is like just such a good game um really really good really zany i mean just super zany fun great and inventive graphics and design i loved this game i really loved it i just really enjoyed it and it was only five dollars on ebay i got it for five dollars and um occasionally the japanese is an issue but um actually gabe actually helped me with a boss at one point where i needed to do some crazy on the spur of the moment translating that was fun um and uh you know it was a crazy kind of setup that we had going on but he, he was able to tr i needed anyway he helped me with it. he had an, an app on his smartphone which translated like very vague clues yeah it's kind of vaguely translated japanese image text so not actual text but it was translating the image of the text we had facetime on your tv yeah i had was watching on my iPad and using my phone on the iPad yeah. to try to translate. Yeah, and it was pretty crazy, but we got through it. And then also, um, my friend Kelly did a lot of translating for me as well, for some of that. But there's not too much of the Japanese being an issue. And um, the game is just awesome. It's just so good and just really quirky and just weird and just really crazy silly and stuff. Um, and... One thing I wanted to also mention about this game was um, when I first started getting into collecting Super Famicom games, I watched this video about 10 years ago. It was probably actually 2009 um, on YouTube, and it was called Top 10 Super Famicom Games You Should You Don't Own But Should. And I think the video came out in 2008. And uh, when I started becoming interested in Super Famicom, Super Famicom games, that video was a starting point for me because um, I, I thought, well, I want to. What are some of the good Super Famicom games that I'm missing? You know, and I used that video as a, as a guide, kind of, and that started me. That you know, I started getting games because I was going to go to Japan in 2009, and I started finding games that were on that list. And this Gonberry Gomon game was the last game on that list that I hadn't. Um, acquired yet and hadn't played yet and so I don't know it was kind of a kind of a neat thing to finally complete not only acquire but also you know finish the last game that was on that list of, of 10 games and um, and I don't know that was just kind of neat actually to like you know basically you know roughly 10 years after seeing that video finally completing that video in my own way and that, or accomplishing that list. I don't know, it was just kind of neat, you know? Um, 
Anyway, really great game. Gombari Gomon 4. Really highly recommend it. Anyway, yeah. I've been, also been playing some other games here and there. Devil's Crush, and for example. Got kind of a decently high score on that recently. 42 million. Try to beat that, I guess, more, if you ever play the game. More than me. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that's what I wanted to mention. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Is there anything you want to mention, Rob? If uh, you guys get a chance, look up the uh, Mad Gear Band. You know the, the boys at the Mad Gear Band? Yes. They recently released a game for the PC and the Mac. Go right and fight. Oh, okay. Of, um, kind of a game, kind of, in, it reminds me of the, um, what's the name? A Bobo's Big Adventure. Yeah, okay. So, and you did, side, a, you did some voices for it, right? Right, side-scrolling beat-em-up. A lot of humor in there. I downloaded it. It's, 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 pretty, it's a pretty fun game. And um, I voiced the first boss. Okay, yeah. Bobby Switch. Bobby Switch? Bobby Switch. Is that the name of the character? That's the name of the character. Okay. I didn't even know they were going to call that. <laughs> but uh, um, go right and fight. Check it out. Um, and with that, should we uh, get into the, today's topic finally? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, I mean... Oh, yeah? I, I, can we mention a couple things well, at the end of the episode, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Hey, cool. can I just say that... When Kelly helped you out before yeah. on the game, was he providing one of his patented Kelly services? Yes, he was, yeah. He, ser- he serviced me. <laughs> he definitely. serviced you. He was Kelly servicing me. Um, did you, um, did your Blue Book value go up? The Kelly Blue Book value? <laughs> yeah, well, the Blue Book value of my experience, experience definitely went up, yeah. It was no longer salvage, salvage style. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, today's topic is going to be you know, we've been talking a lot about Super Famicom games and stuff like that, but it's we won't be hearing anything from Super Famicom. We won't be hearing anything from the TurboGrafx-16 or the, or, uh, you know, the, the the Nintendo or the uh, the Super Nintendo or Genesis, Sega Genesis, um, because this finally it's been a long time since we've done one of these, but this is going to be a beyond 16-bit era episode so did you know that all max and no. nikki music. oh you didn't know that no, game I didn't, no. what? all max and nikki music uh-huh. it's beyond 16 bit so this is all fifth and later generation and we haven't done this since i think episode 78 or something like that i think so it's been o- Man, o- way, over, way back in the 70s yeah it's been over 100 episodes over 100 years ago over 100 years so ago. this is this our third mm-hmm. it's our third beyond installment it's our third installment of beyond 16 because the truth is is while we focus mainly on third and fourth generation music there are some really good there's some really good music that is that came out after the fourth generation not it's not as much good music as there is a third and fourth generation but there is good music and it's nice to have an opportunity to sh- play that stuff or share that stuff you know so this is our beyond 16-bit episode and again some of these tracks might actually be 16-bit tracks or they might be 8-bit tracks but they're not 8-bit or 16-bit era tracks Hmm. Mm, wait can you uh can you what do you mean by that meaning they might be 
uh, say Game Boy oh, Color. Gotcha, gotcha. Game Boy Color is going to be eight bit, you know. Gotcha. Uh, or it might be something from a, a game, yeah, or a, Game Boy a, Advance, a, a game that has a retro feel to it, or something. Game Boy Advance. Is when did sure. when did Game Game Boy Color come out? Ninety nine. Nine. Something yeah. like that. You know, late late nineties, maybe. Yeah. T- you know, something like that. Damn. Anyway, so you know, that's what we're going to do. And for me personally, um, I, I each one of my tracks is from a different console. Um. And uh, although some of these came out from multiple platforms, so, you know, I don't know, maybe they came out on the same platform. Anyway, but it is episode 196, which means that Rob will be starting things off. Okay. By the way, happy 2018, everybody. We didn't even say that. That's right. right. That is true. Come on. Wishing Happy New Year. Everybody, a brand new, a new, a a new year. Yeah. Well, well put. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> and to ring in 2018, I would like. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, some Game Boy Color. Okay. Yeah. Game Boy Color. You so, remember those days, Brent? <laughs> well, uh, you know, the, those. It's kind of the dark ages for me a little bit, you know. But. And to kick things off, I've got a little Alberto Jose Gonzalez, a.k.a. Joel McAlby. Okay, yeah. And this is a game by the name of Ronaldo V Football. Uh-huh. Or, or Five Football, Fifth Football. Uh-huh, or, or soccer, even. Soccer. Main menu. Happy New Year. football main menu I like it <laughs> that there's you know what you don't see a lot of anymore Brent what professional athletes with their own video games uh-huh you uh, used to have to really be someone to get your own video game I think you do I don't know about right? that no I think uh, like 
I mean, Kobe's not playing anymore, but didn't he have a game or something? And then also, uh, what's his face? You know, he's on the Cavs. What's his name? LeBron James. LeBron James, I think, has a thing. No, I think he's just in a game. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. LeBron James has his own video game? No, I don't think so. I think maybe he's just not. In, I think he's just in a game. Maybe he's just that promotes it heavily or something. I don't know. But yeah, well, there are a lot of athletes that promote the the main franchise games, say um, John Madden football or what is it, NBA 2K. But there was a time when if you were, say, Ronaldo or Mike Tyson, you had your own game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. George Foreman. Who's Ronaldo v, v. football? Cristiano. Cristiano. Ronaldo, Ronaldo is a Brazilian, oh. a retired Brazilian striker. And his, Possibly. La- his last name is football. <laughs> Ronaldo Middle V football. Middle name no. V. Well, V football, I guess, or is he's just for what, virtual football? Oh, I thought the V was his middle initial. Yeah. You know, so I, I like this track, but I, I feel like if you're playing it on Game Boy Color, you're not going to get the full effect of the of the music, I think. like. I had a headphone jack. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess you could I mean, do that's that. what I would... That's how I, I guess you it. would get the full effect if you played it with headphones, but I feel like a lot of kids probably didn't play a Game Boy with headphones. I mean, like, you know, the it's really bassy, bass heavy. This song, you know, it's kind of funky, you know. So, I mean, I feel like you wouldn't get it the would full get effect. Lost in the it, speaker. It would get lost yeah. in the, you know, Game Boy speaker, you know. But hey, you know, definitely has a Latin groove going. It's got on. the Latin flavor. <laughs> Well, it's it's Ronaldo. It's got that Ronaldo flavor. It's got that Ronaldo v football flavor. It's Ronaldo. It's got that Ronaldo v flavor. <laughs> it's got that Ronaldo flavor. Um, Ronaldo. Uh, it's it's interesting. There's a there's a, a a sound effect in there that that it's percussive, but it has a tone too at the same time, which is mm-hmm. an interesting thing. Just a note. Anyway, it's how they how they would get away with doing chords. It's like a really fast arpeggio, you know. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about that, right? Yeah, that's how they cheat and do chords. I know. I did, yeah. I've done that thing yeah, before cool. yeah. with our 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 podcast intro music. Oh, yeah, I wrote it in a style of eight bit. Oh, cool. Do you do you yeah. hear this part? This part. It's like if I was there, I would be singing Ronaldo, Ronaldo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who wrote is this? Is that kind of fit? Yeah, right. Like, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. It kind of sounds like something you would. But if you, I if I tried to do that, it would be a delay. So it just it wouldn't it wouldn't quite go. But I just I right. needed to let you know that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It kind of sounds like something you'd want to chant with other people at a football game. Anyway. Uh, sorry, who wrote this? Uh, Alberto Jose Gonzalez. So uh, it. it <laughs> It wasn't the. Uh, I could tell it was in Japanese. <laughs> right. It was. I could tell it wasn't Jap- a Japanese composer. Mm-hmm. He's from Madrid. Madrid. Spanish. He's a Spanish. He's a Spanish. He's a, a Spanish. Un, un Spaniard. He's a Spanish. All right. Moving on. Um, like I said, I. Each of my tracks is from a different console. And I think a different year, maybe even. Um, but um, so this first one I'm going to play is from Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PlayStation. It came out in 1997. And the music is by Michiru Yamane. We're going to hear Lost Painting. Lost Painting. 
This is music from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. This is called Lost Painting from composer Michiru Yamane. And, um, yeah, it's kind of got a new age sound to it, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it. This is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I, actually, I really I really like this game a lot. I, is this I, the one we played uh, I don't all, think, all together? Remember? No, 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 no. What, which Castlevania was that? Castlevania we played all together? Yeah, remember? You don't remember? I, don't I think it might have been for GameCube, though, actually. Is oh, that possible? Oh, maybe it's Nintendo 64, maybe? I don't or know. It was on 64, maybe. No, this is way better. I mean, this is... First of all, this is, you know, a 2D game, and it's, you know... It, oh, no, the one we yeah, played yeah. was 3D. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a 2D game, and this is, you know, this is just good. You know? But I will say, the music is definitely beyond 16-bit. <laughs> oh, certainly, certainly. Is this a version of another Castlevania song? Like from the... There's a Game Boy Advance song that sounds... This, oh. this sounds like a ballad version of... Like the intro of this oh. sounded like the intro a little bit of this other song. Oh, the intro. What was the... Yeah. Um... Do, 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 do. It sounds like oh, the maybe. intro of another... Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, right. From... Circle of the Moon. Hey, hey, GameCube. Did you think Kickboxer Bloodsport at all? I didn't, and I usually, I usually do when, oh, when that happens. It kind of has a. Um, I get it now, though. There's a little I, I see bit of that. a. Well, I'm, I suppose any video game music is influenced by him in some way, but it has a little bit of a. Part of it kind of reminds me of Ryuichi Sakamoto a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mixed with like maybe me a little Madonna, like from the '90s. <laughs> I agree, mid Madonna sound. Oh, interesting. Like a baby face type of thing, sort of, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I like this part coming up. I like the part where it's like, you know what it reminds me of? Actually, it reminds me of uh, Dream Spiral from Hillary Stag. You know, kind of reminds me of this. Hillary be... Stagg is, is a new age artist, and okay. it reminds me of Dream Spiral. You <laughs> well, know, definitely has a new age thing. Going. Yeah, I like this part too. Kind of remind... reminds me of like this used to be my playground by Madonna a little bit. Yeah, Asriel, mm-hmm. or or a little bit of um, Take a Bow. Take a Bow. Not as much mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Oh, very good song. Kenneth Babyface Edmonds wrote that. Um, <laughs> I, di- I didn't know that actually. He wrote, what, that babyface's real name was Kenneth. <laughs> no, I didn't know babyface. I didn't know either of those. Things. I didn't know babyface was in his actual name. Um. Oh, I mean, the audience at home couldn't tell, but we were all bopping our heads in sync with the music uh, over here. Actually, Rob was too. Actually, oh really? Yeah. That was that was funny. Good. Okay, I am going to go PlayStation One now. Okay, yeah, you're, you're meeting me at station Station One. Meet you at the station. <laughs> Meet me at the station. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. You remember that game? I kn- I heard about it. You know, I I you know like basically, yeah, I heard about it. Is that Cypress Hill's brother? It's his his mute brother. <laughs> mute brother. You um. You never played it, huh? No, I didn't. 
Did you hear that noise, by the way? <laughs> yes, we did, yeah. Oh, that was my, my cat got caught in a bag and was running around with a bag on her head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Silent Hill. Title theme. It's uh-huh. kind of an iconic, an iconic theme. You played this game. Not only did I play it, I tested it oh. when I was a tester for Konami. That's how I knew about it. Okay. And we all, once we, we played, all the testers, we played this game. Oh, man, we knew this was, this was going to be a hit. So, title theme, Silent Hill. It's a little bit of a spooky game. Uh-huh. Did you see the movies based on it? No, 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 not at all. The first one was pretty good. The other, the second one, I was not too much a fan of. But uh, uh, that being said, all right, let's uh, get on with it. Actually, ask me again real quick if I saw the movies. Again. Did you see the movies? No, I would never. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so okay. here's a little Silent Hill. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Hill. 
PlayStation. Uh-huh. Composer Akira Yamaoka. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. Do you know, do you know that composer? Say it again. The composer of this Yeah, say, no, say, say the, the name again. Akira Yamaoka. No, I don't know. That song is straight 90s. You think it's 90s? I think it sounds 90s. Like, like, if you like went into like some kind of hip, cool, like, got like late 90s sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayer club or something like that, that's the music that would be playing. Mm. You know? To me, it sounds like Morricone with a hip hop beat. Uh huh, yeah. yeah. It has a sort of, what is that instrument? A shamasan? Yeah, or Kodo or Shamasan or something. Kodo? Shamasan's like the banjo, right? Shamasan's like, the, yeah, the kind of plucked, Yeah, I think it's that. Banjo type of thing. The composer also worked on Contra Hardcore. Oh, really? Okay. You mean also like worked he, on Sparkster. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Sparkster Rocket Knight Adventures 2. Yeah, I yeah. For the SNES or Genesis. You may have heard of him. You mean like he, her? He worked on Contra or her, her or her? You mean he or she worked on Contra, like hardcore? <laughs> she worked on hard. She worked on Contra hardcore. No, she did. It, it's a it's a he. He worked. Oh, he, on, he worked on it hardcore. He worked on it hardcore. Or he worked on right. it so much he became a she. Um, um, wait, Gabe, did you want to say something? <laughs> oh, he mentioned the the Silent Hill movies. Um, I briefly briefly worked on the second Silent Hill movie in the composing department but uh we we ended up getting replaced but that's kind of yeah. that's a, that's worth mentioning it was like in the very early stages and I think actually they went back to the person or people who did the first movie um they went back to Kyoto whatever <laughs> the movies not the games no, I know I'm just yeah. kidding you, you and you also kind of maybe you worked on another like scary thing right? yeah well kind of it's actually kind of I think the game is similar I haven't played any of these games um, Resident Evil games I think they're similar uh, I worked on two of those movies the fourth and the fifth one uh huh with the composers yeah I was like you know filling in all the holes and stuff there you go right here um, <laughs> there this, you go. this song kind of had a, a 007 thing going on it did it did sound like some kind of 007 thing at one point which is interesting because that's actually kind of a common chord change kind of a thing, but it's so associated, it's entrenched in our culture now that we just think 007 from mm-hmm. it. Well, I'm going to move on to the Wii, the Nintendo Wii U for a 2014 game. This is a game I played with Rob, actually, at your house. We played it together. Okay. LMH headquarters. The original headquarters, yes. The original headquarters. The original, the original location headquarters. This is, of course, the game Shovel Knight. Music by Jake Kaufman, otherwise known as Vert. And um, it came out for other platforms. Every every platform. No, no, it only came out for a few. Oh well, I guess now it's on everything. Oh, it is I have now. It on Switch, PlayStation. Oh, okay, but but at the time it only it, right. it, at the time it came out for 3DS, right? And a computer, I think, yeah. and and Wii U. Wii U. And so it came out for other platforms, but I heard it there first. Yeah, no, you're right. I had it on Wii U. I heard it on Wii U first, 2014. 
We're going to hear um, No Weapons Here, which is the village music. And this is just an amazing soundtrack. And it's um, it's just, yeah, it's really, I mean, the whole soundtrack is just amazing. And But this is probably my favorite track from the soundtrack. Um, so here it is, No Weapons Here from Shuffle Knight. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. is music from Shovel Knight for the Nintendo Wii U. Music by Jake Kaufman. No Weapons Here. Village. This is just so good. I love this track. Really uh, cool contrapuntal writing here. It's the best. Mm -hmm. Um, It's cool. It has like, even like the percussion, percussive parts have take up, have a play in the contrapuntal writing as well. You know, they kind of have a rhythmic relationship to the the tonal sounds too you know mm. i mean obviously percussive stuff always has a you know rhythmic you know usually has a rhythmic thing but there's a relationship between that and what's going on in the, the tonal things that in a sort of like contrapuntal way you know what i mean mm. you get what i'm saying yeah i think so like in a kind of a few fugish kind of a way you know uh-huh Um, 
it kind of part of it kind of sounds like a uh, a more complex version of Goonies too in a way. Hmm. Hmm. It's just so good. This just gets stuck in your head too, you know. This is the best. This track is so good. So good. And that kind of splash thing kind of has like this. It's like the ostinato. I like this thing. too. Dun, 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 dun. whole soundtrack's fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Do you know him personally at all? He was on the podcast before. He was a guest on this. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, I talk to him every now and then now, but mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he was a guest. Yeah, yeah he's great. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's great. Everything he does. Is is Verve... Wait, Verve, Vert. Vert, sorry. Is he uh, a classically trained musician? I don't... I don't know. Or did I he don't just think he is, actually. Did he just I don't listen? think so. I oh. just assumed he was. Oh, right. Or did he just listen to so much video game music that he just gained yeah, I don't it? really know. I actually, uh, I feel like he probably is now. His first games were on Game Boy Color. He must have been like 19 or 20. Yeah, right. He was really wow. young. Yeah. Shantae. Yeah, Shantae. Yeah. What do you mean Shantae? That's the name, the name of the game. first game. Oh, wow. Okay. How's about some golf, boys? Let's do it. Hole in one golf. Hole in one golf. On the Game Boy Color is where our next track comes from. I think the composer on this is Iku Mitutani, I think. Kind of a Paul McCartney style bass, kind of. So far, this uh, Beyond 16-Bit Era episode has been very sort of, kind of, you know, it's been very 8-bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You can't go too, too far. Not too far. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm ready for anything too beyond. Uh huh. This is a nice. Maybe maybe that should be an episode eventually. Too beyond. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Too beyond. I like that. 
should be far beyond. What were you going to say, Rob? Uh, I don't know. You were saying this is a nice... You're going to talk about the track, I think, saying oh. it was nice, I think. Oh, I... Um... <laughs> No? Okay. No, that's all I got. Okay, it was just nice. This is nice. This is nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Oh, that, that was it. It's very nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on that late that future episode, you could start playing some tracks that are too nice. Beyond nice, even. Yeah, beyond nice. Too beyond nice. Too beyond nice. I like that beginning. What does that remind me of? It reminds me of a song. Yeah, it just sounds like a classic jam, you know? Maybe some gimmick. Little gimmick. 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 Little gimmick. Got, it reminds me of gimmick. A little bit, yeah. Well, I'm going to keep it in the family and play something from the Game Boy Color. Just like you. Um, this is a game called Bomberman Max Red Challenger. And um, this is from 2000. And this is actually a recommendation from user James. Um, this is an unknown composer, but the developer is Hudson Soft. And we're going to hear World 1, Zarus Star. And again, this is music for the Game Boy Color from Bomberman Max, Red Challenger. Bomberman Max, Red Challenger, the Game Boy Color. Music from Hudson Soft. World 1, Zarus Star. What system is this on? 
I just said Game Boy Color. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm sorry. This is, I, this is, I, this is such a good track. It's interesting the way some of the instruments are panned, actually. Hmm. The, the two side instruments are panned streaming to the left and right, the, I don't even know what wave that is, but interesting. I like, I like this intro, too. Good. I like those tones. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I like the uh, the B section. It's nice too. feel any connection to this track max because it's called bomberman max i mean yeah game? i just you know yeah. it's my thing and nikki do you think you might want to start calling yourself bomberman nick or bomberman nikki blue blue challenger no killy blue book challenger Sega Saturn. That's where I'm going next. Were you saying that you you wanted a you, you wish you had a Saturn, huh? I do wish I had a Saturn, so I could play Thunder Force. A, Five. A, the car Saturn, the brand Saturn, the car company. You what, what? What came first, the Dreamcast or the Saturn? Brand? Saturn. Oh, sorry. The, Saturn. The, that's right. I just jumped in there. And Dreamcast. <laughs> and I think the Saturn is. More rare system. But which came first, the car or the system? I think the car. That's actually a, that's a, that's a good one. How I think long, the system came first. How long was Saturn? Which came first, the planet or the car? Ooh. Or the system? How, it's one of those things we'll never know. Or the solar system? <laughs> how long um, was Sega Saturn? Like, were they making games for it? I think it was about seventeen days, and then they. <laughs> And then they shelved it. That's what it felt like. Hmm. It never, it never got a fair shot. It was actually like under two years, maybe two years. Really? I think they made Saturn existed for two years, under two years. I, I think that they were producing. Game, I, I'm just guessing, because um, it, it did not do well at all. How long? Just that a sign? Sega CD. That was a thing too, right? Yeah, and then how long did that last? Probably three years. And then it was the 32X attachment. And then Sega Saturn was a 32-bit console, so there's all this confusion. And it was just a terrible launch. I actually watched a, a good video on it recently, like the like all the failures of the Sega launches. Hmm. Poor Sega. Yeah. Poor I know. It was a rough one. <laughs> this Poor. game is called You Know, A Girl Who Chants Love at the Bound of This World. Okay, yeah. So we, we heard... Music from this game, uh, from the computer version of this game, 
uh, on our that one computer episode that we did. Um, and uh, yeah, it's an adult game, you know. Kono yo no hate de koe wo yutau shouju, you know. I think that's the. Well, that's not how you pronounce it in Japanese, but that's the the Japanese title. That's right. Otherworld one. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Let's hit it. Other World One. You know, a girl who chants love at the bound of this world. The um, Sega Saturn version took out all the, the the love scenes, I think. Oh, is that oh right? this is a computer game for. It was originally a computer game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They ported it to the Saturn. Were the love scenes, like, explicit? Yes, they were. I think. I don't know, actually. I think they were. The Saturn was notoriously uh, terrible to program for. That's one reason why it didn't have a lot of games. Oh, interesting. Just want to toss that in there. Hey, did you know that the same year that the Saturn launched, the 32X was launched as well? It's kind of a conflict of interest, no? The 32X? Oh, we were just talking about that. Yeah, I think it came out just before, right? You said it at the same time, I think, right? Oh, same time? No, 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 the same year. Oh, same Same year, year. yeah, yeah, but I think 32X was before. Oh, it just seems like it's a little bit of a conflict of interest. They also really delayed the launch of the Saturn in 
America, which was a huge mistake, they say. And all this, what, led to the demise? Well, oh, no, there was Dreamcast also. Sorry, I was going to say. Even that didn't do didn't very, do very well. well, though. No, it did better, but. This all led to the demise of Actually, Sega. Actually, I never played a Dreamcast. You've never played Dreamcast? Mm-hmm. Really? Some people think it's their favorite system of all time, actually. Yeah, yeah I hear that. I, I mean, I haven't played it too extensively, so I can't really... I never played I it. I never played a Saturn. I never played <laughs> Saturn or a Dreamcast. <clears throat> I never owned yeah. a Saturn car. Yeah. You said the love scenes were taken out of the Saturn version? I think so, yeah. Well, that's all right, because I only play those kinds of games for the articles anyway. I don't like watching the love scenes. Oh, by the way, let me give credit to Utopia Nemo for tossing that one my way. Because otherwise I never... Okay. Uh, I would, well, I don't even remember from the last one we played. From the last uh-huh. episode yeah, we, we had. The computer games episode, yeah, there's a track from that. Somebody, because actually, and I found out about it because somebody recommended it. Um, but I forgot who. But um, yeah. So moving on, um, I'm going to move on to a PlayStation 3 game. Um, this is, or at least I heard it, or I first experienced it or heard it on the PlayStation 3. It probably came out for other platforms. But the game is called The Unfinished Swan. And this is from 2012. The composer is Joel Korolitz. Korolitz. Joel Korolitz. And um, we're going to hear the title track, The Unfinished Swan, from The Unfinished Swan, here on the Legacy Music Hour. Thank you. 
That's music from the the Unfinished Swan from composer Joel Korolitz. And that was a piece called The Unfinished Swan. Beautiful. I couldn't see what you, uh, well, I could, yeah, I didn't see what you were doing, but you, if you were bobbing your head or swaying your body. Oh, definitely swaying. Much swaying going Uh on. Uh Uh-huh. I like this. It's nice. Nice. This part, I like that. You hear that low register Mm -hmm. string that came in? That's nice. What were you going to say? That little beginning part kind of reminds me of like a Joanna Newsom type of thing. Uh huh. It, part of it kind of almost reminds you of like Sufjan Stevens or something. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chalesta in there. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the ex- precisely yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's you know this this game is kind of it's very magical you know did you ever uh, play it you know I never even heard of it and this is just kind of a magical track mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very fitting well, I like that sound yeah the synth yeah oh yeah 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 it's panning this one's they're hitting the drum on it mm-hmm. too this kind of reminds me of this part. Well, not this part, but right before that. Secret of Mana a little bit, too. Actually. Secret of Mana. Yeah, Secret of Mana. But it also kind of could be in like some sort of like, well, I don't know, like Alexander Payne movie or something. <laughs> or something like that. or <laughs> Like Election or something. Almost sounds like a, well, no, like like a, Thomas, like a Thomas Newman, you know? Or a Thomas Newman type of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Newman. Well, Thomas Newman, does he do music for Alexander Payne? No. Oh, no. I don't know, maybe. But it sounds like his music, Thomas Newman, yeah. Doom. <laughs> Ends right there. That uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. My favorite part's the beginning, really. You know, or some other director, maybe. I don't. (laughs) Anyway, this is good. Really good. I think I think we should return to some Game Boy yeah. Color. <laughs> I know we were getting too far from the, that eight bit sound. We need to get back. We're to getting it. too beyond. Yeah, it's, we it's like going, when you're when you're in the pool and you just stepped in, then you go from the two foot to the three foot to the four foot. With that one, I felt like we were underwater. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm flopping and I'm panicking, so I need to go back. Okay. Not too, not not too far back. Okay. But get my head above the water slightly, slightly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the lifeguard. I'm bringing you back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Nikki, Nikki's the buff lifeguard. Yeah, Nikki's wearing a speedo right now. 
Okay, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> I'm almost glad we don't have video now because now I can, I can paint that picture in my head. It's better. It's better that way. <laughs> it's better that you paint it. It's better that it's in your head, yeah. Yes. Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Heard of her? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about how you had to be somebody big to have your own game. Uh-huh. Yeah, Alice. She's pretty big. Yeah, well, she gets really big. She gets really big. And she gets really small, too. (laughs) Game Boy Color is the the name of the system. Uh Here we go. in Wonderland. I wonder what... I'm just trying to think of what this sounds like in the story of Alice in Wonderland, you know? I'm just trying to guess where this might be, you know? Sure, sure. What do you think? Could be like the caterpillar... Could be a caterpillar situation. Could be the cat situation, too. The cat? Cat. Hmm. Well, regardless, Alice doesn't live here anymore, so... What do you think, Rob? I don't know, but... This is, isn't this kind of danceable? Don't you think this is kind of danceable? Yeah, but it has a mood like this, the smoking caterpillar is like leaning back and... This is, uh, you see, I'm, uh, I'm not... You are Hoka. When, when I was thinking of dancing, I was thinking of, um, say like Fiddler on the Roof style. Yeah, it kind of has a Hava Nagila type of thing. Right, like, like if I was a blonde girl, da-da-da-da-da-da, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> If I was a big girl. If I was a big blonde girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof has good music. Sure does. So, it's sure a nice does. little uh, Alice in Wonderland jingle to start off the new the new year, right? This, this almost sounds like it's like... <laughs> wait, what did you say? <laughs> start off the new year, right? <laughs> this almost sounds like Aladdin in Wonderland. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know oh. what I mean, doesn't it? Oh, sure, sure. It's like Aladdin in Wonderland. Sure. Would this be... Uh, <laughs> would this be characterized as like a... A mazurka or something? Or Am I wrong about that? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I don't know. You can cut that out. Cut that. No, no, that's fine. Uh, you can say that. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Alright, moving on to... 
um, another, well, not another. I'm. Uh, this is a PlayStation Four game. At least I heard it. I heard it there first. You know, this is a PlayStation Four. I heard it there first. Um, the Jackbox Party Pack Two. <laughs> what? Sorry, I made a face. I'm just trying to. What's the Jackbox? I play, the, I play these games. I'm trying to recall the music. Oh, the music is this. There's, you know, okay. So this I'll is remember it. I'll a remember. cluster of like, you know, kind of party games. These, it's a cluster of party games. The Jackbox Jackbox Party Pack Two, and um, sounds like some kind of Jack in the Box Happy Meal or something. No, you it's know? you know you know that game. You don't know Jack. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's from that kind of company, I guess. Hosted you know? by Cookie Masterson. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know. I mean, you know better. He says his name a lot. But um, anyway, this is from 2016. This is pretty recent. But uh, from the Jackbox Jackbox Party Pack Two. Music. This is music composed by Randy Sly. What? <laughs> Do you know which game? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hear music from the Bidiots game. Oh, you know Bidiots? Yeah, yeah. You, you, but you can't recall the music. No. Oh, the music. It's not one that I played. The music is much. good, actually. Okay. The music what's, is good. What's the system? PlayStation Four. At least I heard it there first. It probably came out for it's other on systems. Everything. It's on everything, probably. You heard um, it there first. So this is Bidiots Draw Music B. Once again, from the Jackbox Party Pack 2. <laughs> hey, Brent. Yeah? Did, did they leave the love scenes in the Jackbox game? <laughs> no, for the PlayStation 4 version? No, they, they cut them. They censored them. You got to like check out the computer version for the love scenes. No, by, by 2000, 2000. Jackbox. But they're, they're all solo love scenes, though. <laughs> by two, <laughs> Jackbox. By That's two, why it's called the Jackbox. By 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Jackbox party pack party of one. By 2016, they they stopped all their uh, explicit online content. Anyway, um, so that's what Playboy did. So okay, so Bidiot's Draw Music B from the Jackbox Party Pack Two music by Randy Sly, PlayStation Four, 2016. Happy New Year, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> That was a 
track from the Jackbox Party Pack 2, music by Randy Sly. That was Bidiot's Draw Music B. That's like a piano collection style. Mm-hmm. This is nice. Nice. This is nice, you know? This is nice. I like that section where it gets, I, I don't know if I'm right, but kind of minimalist, almost. A doo -doo -doo, or I, th I think I know what you mean, yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, the guy who does Peanuts. Geraldi. Or, Geraldi? Yeah, 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 a little. It's Geraldi. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. I just love this kind of nice sound, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got that piano nice. It's that party, it's pack, that, party pack mix. It's got that jackbox sound. It's got that... Party Pack 2 mix sound. No, this part's cool too. It's kind of modal almost. It's very modal. I like that. Oh, right I, like that I, like that I like that change. I like that change. I like that change. <laughs> That's a classic Weinbach change, actually. <laughs> Here comes again. where I start I mean, you know, would you expect to hear that in a Jackbox party pack? I wouldn't expect that in a video game. This is nice right here. I love this part. This is my favorite part right here. It sounds nice. Like, it sounds like your style. You know it sounds like a lot. it sounds like um. It reminds me of uh, Tomoyo Tom Tomita, actually. You know, who did you know the music of Warrior Line, Shake It, and Kirby? It actually sounds like Kirby's Epic yeah. Yarn, straight up. Actually, the more I think about it, Kirby's Epic Yarn, straight up. Straight up, Kirby's up a yarn. Straight up. What was that Yoshi's Woolly World? Woolly World, yeah. Kind of like that yeah, too, yeah, a little bit. That's true. Anyway. Thunder Force Six. That's where I'm going next. PlayStation Two. Oh, I thought they had this on the Saturn, no? That's five. Oh, f only five. So wait, Thunder Force Five is they only have one Thunder Force game on the Saturn, and it's five. Well, they had they had the Thunder they had a Thunder Force. What was it? Gold Pack One and Two. Gold Pack One, I think, had Party the First Two. It was a Thunder Force Party, Party Pack. pack. <laughs> Party, Party Pack Two. Jackbox. The Thunder. The Thunder Jackbox. Thunder. It was a Thunder Box. So Thunder Force Six is on the PlayStation Two. Uh huh. Ruined Green Stage 1A. Let's hit that.
Thunder Force 6. Ruin Green Stage 1A. This kind of, uh, coming off the piano from the Jackbox party pack, you know. I, I like... <laughs> I like that kind of breakdown part later on. Uh-huh. It's actually a pretty melodic track, actually. Sort of Donna Summers feel. Oh, yeah? The composers for this game are Tamayo Kawamoto, Motowaki Furukawa, Go Sato, and Suyoshi Kaneko. Oh, those sound, those names, those are familiar names. Yeah, I was looking up Motowaki Furukawa, and Motowaki Furukawa did work on Pop and Twinby. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. take it back to 2002 for an arcade game Japanese only arcade game um, called Star Trigon which is a I think it's a spin-off of the Mr. Driller series and um, unknown composer but it's from the company Namco and we're gonna hear the intro slash title screen and this is a real, just, um, it definitely sounds really Japanese and it's really catchy, really catchy Japanese kind of jazzy kind of track here. Um, Star Trigon for the arcade 2002. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is music from Star Trigon for the Arcade Japan intro title screen. It's interesting, I I mean, I'm lis- listening with headphones, I'm hearing these, like, kind of voices. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? Going on. You listen to that bass, though, it's really, oh, like... Oh, it's really cool. It's like... It's like... I love that slowdown thing. Yeah. Listen to that bass, though, it's really, like, kind of doing a lot, actually, you know? Yeah. This part's so good right here. That's part right here. That's good. It sounds like a TV show or something, you know? So good. Oops. Good. It's weird. I never noticed all those like kind of talking voices that are happening. You know? Right. Interesting. It's so good how the the, the it drops off and comes back and stuff. You know? It's like a TV show there, yeah. So good. It's like a TV show, yeah. Check. Check that out. Check that out when you get a chance. Check, please. (laughs) (laughs) Air Force Delta is where I'd like to go. All right. Take a guess what system this one's from. (laughs) Game Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color, yes, sir. Game Boy Color, Air Force Delta. We can't stray too far from the Game Boy Color, you know? We know what. <laughs> it's really a focus. It's like really kind of a, a focus on Game Boy Color and then some other tracks, too. We know what well, Rob the- was. What? Oh, what was that? What was he saying? Say it. We know what Rob was playing back in the day. <laughs> um, I. I wasn't into the, 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 the handheld systems too much, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, we know what you wish you were playing. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, truth be told, I wish I had a Lynx. That would have been, that would have been something. Right, right. Get that Lynx system. But Yeah. <sighs> okay. Air Force Delta. All aboard.
Air Force Delta. Game Boy Color. This reminds me of um, Tim Fullen, you know, in the beginning, especially. Well, sure. I think the composer is Matthew Simmons, I think. It's interesting how those uh, instruments are panned uh, on the left and right, where it's like call and response. Do da 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 Like, on each ear, it keeps going back and forth. Hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Next up, we're going to hear from a Game Boy Advance game from 2005, The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. This is a game that Gabe gave me, actually, to play. This is a great game. This great is a great game. Zelda game. And we're going to hear the track called Minish Village. This is the, the music plays that when you are at the, the Minish Village. <laughs> So, The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. Oh, and the music is by Mitsuhiko Takano. Mitsuhiko Takano. Game Boy Advance. This is music from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. This is Minish, Minish Village from Mitsuhiko Takano. Nice. <laughs> I love that bass synth. I know, yeah, I was going to say, the I, love too. The bass. I, I like that too. It's yeah. got that portamento. It's, I like that it's, it's, uh, you know, you got the sampled sounds and you got the synth sounds too. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's nice. Yeah. It's kind of almost got a smooth jazz sound to it in a way. Yeah. It's also, but it's kind of like mixed with a military kind of thing, you know, mm. or like a march situation. Yeah. Mm. I like the. I like or maybe like bell. a ja jazzy kind of thing. I actually. like those jingle bells. Uh, it's like a jazzy kind of situation, too. Mm -hmm. 
kind of almost has an R&B sound to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that bass, they, they're trying to emulate like a fretless bass, mm-hmm. you know, with the sliding. Mm-hmm. Kind of has that Kenneth Babyface Edmonds sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love, I love that. I love that. Right there. Yeah, that's good. The bass is good. Let's go with Turok 3. It's your final track. Guess where it's from? Game Boy Color. That's how we. That's how we end it. <laughs> Happy New Year. No, it's more like Happy New Year. <laughs> no, because it's dinosaurs. It's more like Happy New Year. <laughs> it sounded like Scooby. Actually, it sounded like you said. It sounded like Happy oh, New Year. It sounded like you said Raptor New Year, which makes Rap, sense. Rap, oh, that would, that would, but I said Rappy. I don't know why. Oh, you rappy. did say Rappy. Okay. Rappy. I think I think dinosaurs would probably have a hard time pronouncing the H. Like Scooby-Doo. Right. <laughs> yeah, like Scooby-Doo. Like Scooby-Doo. Alberto Jose Gonzalez composed the soundtrack to this game. Wow. Started with him, ending with him. To Rock 3. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Two Rock Three. Let's get it. <laughs> Four. I like that. Nice. stay in that world a little bit that sort of chip town sound world you know the chip chip town you're going to chip town chip town kind of 8-bit world kind of you know 
Um, this is this track. This next track is a was actually a recommendation from LMH Head Ed, and um, it's Blaster Master Zero, which actually came out for the Nintendo Switch in 2017. It's a great game. Uh, so you played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a remake, kind so, of yeah, remake, re- reimagining. It, it's, a re- it's a remake, but it's, it's mm-hmm. very, very good. So, you know, we're, um, you know, it's like, um, I mean, this is the most recent track we'll be hearing. Is uh, it's a 2017 track here for the Nintendo Switch, and um, the composers on this. Well, the composer on this track, at least, is uh, Ippo Yamada. The arranger, it's arranged by Tatsuhiko Kazuga. And, um. Kazuga! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. It's like a cartoon, you know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. Like an old car horn. And, uh, the track we're gonna hear is Fire the Blaster Rifle. And, um, but yeah, this is kind of in a retro vein, you know, so yeah, a lot of these beyond 16 bit era tracks that we're hearing on this episode, uh, you know, they're very much, you know, they're not too far different sounding than the tracks we usually play, but, um, yeah, fire the blaster rifle from blaster master zero for the Nintendo switch. And, uh, yeah, once again, Ipo Yamada, Tatsuhiko Kazuga. from Blaster Master Zero, music composed by Ippo Yamada, arranged by Tatsuhiko Kazuga. And this is called Fire the Blaster Rifle. Men on deck, fire the blaster rifle, Kazuga. <laughs> it's a good pumped up song, you know? It kind of gets you going in the morning, you know? Sure, yeah. It's like, you know... It makes you want to, you know, kind of fire your own blaster rifle, you know? 
just wanted to hear that one part one more time. The, dun, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Like the, like uh, no part I'm talking about. I like that instrument there. Right. That one right there. This part was good. Um, that just about brings us to the end of the show. For a full track listing, you can go to LegacyMusicHour.com. You can also comment there and create discussion about the music. You can also email us with questions or comments at LegacyMusicHour at gmail.com. Send calls or texts to 281-SONIC-91. And you can also go to the Facebook page if you want. So just find Legacy Music Hour there. And you can also go to the iTunes and you can rate and review the show. And, you, you know, if you want to do that too. Um, yeah. Uh, Max and Nikki, did you uh, have anything you wanted to mention? Yeah, if you don't mind us plugging away. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, we actually host our own podcast called Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. It's a weekly podcast um, where we just kind of split hairs over very sometimes trivial subjects, but we really get into the nitty gritty about uh, various subjects and in our unique Max and Nikki Weinbach way. Um, sometimes the subjects are a little bit more serious and they're 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 twins these are two twins that bicker a lot and um that's but, what you get to hear on the podcast but, in, in a good way in yeah? a, or in a, yeah. a in a very civil way and you can uh, a very civil but passionate way mm-hmm. and you can listen to that on you can find that on itunes uh soundcloud uh or go to maxandnicky.com or, or you know uh, all, all sorts of various things uh, you know, anyway, I well, oh, I can't, uh, Stitcher, right, for, sorry, in Google Play. Anyway, and then uh, just one more thing, um, Max and I host a monthly, if for you New York listeners, Max and I host a monthly comedy and music show called Vintage Basement with Max and Nikki. Our next one is on January 15th. Go check that out if you're in the New York area. It's in the East Village in Manhattan. We've got a great lineup for our Monday, January 15th show. More information can be found at maxnicky.com. And you know what? Now that you mention it shows, you know, uh, I, I guess I'd like to mention that on January 12th in San Francisco, I'll be doing a show at the Swedish American Hall. Um, and uh, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you should come check it out. January 12th at the Swedish American Hall. I think it's a 7.30 show. Um, and yeah, check that out. Anything you want to mention, Gabe? No. Okay. Anything else you want to mention, Rob? I will not be at Ground Control in January. Again, oh. I will not be at Ground Control in January. Okay. I'm headed to France for two weeks. Oh. 
Ah, vive la France. Oh, yeah. What are you doing in France? Well, I'll be cutting some hair, watching some football, and European. living the French life. Oh, seeing if I can score some hot French Game Boy Color games. <laughs> There's actually a lot of them. Yeah, well. Maybe, you know, you won't be too far from Spain. Maybe you can sort of connect with Alberto Jose Gonzalez. You know? That's actually not a bad idea. So, Game we'll Boy Cooler. Um, okay, well, um, yeah. The, that's all that. So, our closing track will be from Wario Land Shake It, the Nintendo Wii 2008. Um, waiting for Wario Land Shake com- It. The composer is uh, Tomoya Tomita. Oh, by the way, if anybody cares, this might be of interest. There's another name credited in the staff credits for this game, Monaco Hamano, and I got in touch with Tomoyo Tomita to find out, uh, you know, what her contribution was, and she didn't really work on the game. They used three of her, some pre-existing tracks of hers from from different Wario games, and so Tomita arranged it for Wario Land Shake It. So she composed three of the tracks, but... Um, they, uh, but yeah, the pretty much they're, they're, and he arranged it for the game, but everything else is all him. So, um, in case that clears up any confusion from the past, we're going to hear a track called Foul Water Falls. And again, that's from Wario Land Shake It from the Nintendo Wii. Um, thank you to Max and Nikki for being here. Thank you. Um, and, uh, thank you to, our engineer, Gabe Castro. Um, thank you to Trevor Ames for letting us use his space to Studio, record. Studio Trevor. That's right. Um, thank you to Keyglyph for compiling the mixtapes. Um, check those out, and those come out um, on the off weeks that we don't have a regular episode come out. Some of them, some of the off weeks. And, um, yeah, and that's it. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switch. The name of the program is The Legacy Music Hour. Thank you for listening.